Chapter Three of The Sturdy Oak. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Ginger Cucolo. The Sturdy Oak. Chapter Three by Fanny Hurst. Miss Lydia Chipley vice-president of the busy bee sewing and civic club cool starchy and unhatted clicked past on slim trim heels all radiated by the reflection from a pink parasol gay embroidery bag dangling hello lid hello pen what's your hurry it's my middle name why hurry when the future is always waiting why aren't you holding your partner's head since he committed political suicide in the sentinel I'd rather hold your head, Lid, any day in the week. Gall, said Miss Chipley, passing on her sharply etched little face, glowing in the pink reflection of the parasol. Is bounded on the north by Mrs. Gallup's boarding house, and on the south by... By the frigid zone. Then the door from behind swung open. Mr. Penfield Evans stepped into Mrs. Gallup's cool, exclusive parlor of better days, and delivering his card to a moist-fingered maid, sat himself among the shrouded furniture to await mrs alice brewster smith and miss emmeline brand mrs gallup's boarding-house was finishing its noonday meal boiled odors lay upon a parlor that was otherwise redolent of the more opulent days of the gallops a not too ostentatious clatter of dishes came through the closed folding doors almost immediately mrs alice brewster smith her favorite concentrated breath of the lily always in advance rustled in the darkened parlor her stride hitting vigorously into her black taffeta skirts even as she shook hands with mr evans she jerked the window shade to its height so that her smoothness and coloring shone out above her weeds in the shadow of her and at her life job of bringing up the rear with a large maltese cat patting beside her entered miss brand on rubber heels she was the color of long twilight Mr. Evans rose to his six feet in his stockings and extended them each a hand, Miss Emmeline drawing the left. Mrs. Smith drew up a dainty gesture, black lace ruffles falling from arms all the whiter because of them. Well, Penny Evans! None other, Mrs. Smith, than the villain himself. Be seated, Penfield. Thanks, Miss Emmeline. They drew up a triangle beside the window overlooking the cast-iron deer the cat sprang up curling in the crotch of miss emmeline's arm nice itty kitty say how do to pig penny field evans say how do to big man say how do mother city kitty miss emmeline extended that somewhat reluctant maltese paw five hook sharp claws slightly in evidence say how do to hannah penfield hannah say how do to big man how do hannah said Mr. Evans, reddening slightly beneath his tan, then hitched his chair closer. To what? he began flashing his white smile from one to the other of them, and with a strong veer to the facetious. Are we indebted for the honor of this visit? Are all those the unspoken words, ladies? Nothing wrong at home, Penfield. Nobody ailing or— No, no, Miss Emmeline, never better as a matter of fact it's a piece of political business that has prompted me to at that mrs smith jangled her bracelet leaning forward on her knees 
if it's got anything to do with your partner and my cousin george remington having the courage to go in for the district attorneyship without the support of the vote honey vote eating women of this town i'm here to tell you i'm with him heart and soul he can have my support and mine too and if i've got anything to say my two nephews will vote for him and i think i have with my two heirs ladies it fills my heart with joy to votes why what would the powder-puffing short-skirted bridge-playing women of this town do with the vote if they had it wear it around their necks on a gold chain well spoken mrs smith if i know the direction you lead penfield evans letting but miss emmeline i letting that shameless betty sheridan a girl that had as sweet and womanly a mother as white water ever boasted lead you around by the nose on her suffrage string a girl with her raising and both of her grandmothers women that lived and died genteel to go traipsing around in her low heels in men's offices and addressing hoy polloi from soap boxes why between her and that female chauffeur mrs harrington another woman whose mother was of two fine feelings even to join the del sart class the women of this town are being influenced to make disgraceful dis oh what shall i say alice here mrs smith broke in thumping a soft fist into a soft palm it's the most pernicious movement mr evans that has ever got hold of this community and we need a man like my cousin george remington too but mrs smith that's just what i to stamp it out stamp it out it's eating into the homes of whitewater trying to make breadwinners out of the creatures god intended for the bread-eaters i mean bread-bakers but mrs smith i women's place has been the home since home was a cave and it will be the home so long as women will remember that womanliness is their greatest asset as poor mr smith was so fond of saying he i can't bring myself to talk of him mr evans but but as he used to say i i yes yes mrs smith i understand but as my cousin says in his article which in my mind should be spread broadcast what higher mission for a woman than than just what are his words emmeline miss brand leaned forward her gaze boring into space what higher mission she quoted as if talking in a chapel for a woman than that she sit enthroned in the home wielding her invisible mighty sceptre from that throne while man kissing the hand that so lovingly commands him shall bear her gifts and do her bidding that is the strongest vote in the world that is the universal suffrage which chivalry grants to women the unpolled vote long may it reign round spots of color had come out on miss emmeline's long cheek a man who can think like that has a true the true what shall i say alice but ladies i protest that i'm not has the true chivalry of spirit emmeline that the women are too stark raving mad to appreciate you can't come here mr evans to two women to whom womanliness and love of home thank god are still uppermost and try to convert us to here mr evans executed a triple gyration to the annoyance of hannah who withdrew from the gesture and raised his voice to a shout that was not without a note of command convert you why women alive what i've been bursting a blood vessel trying to say during the length of this interview is that i'd soon as dip my soul in boiling oil as to try convert you away from the cause my cause our cause why i'm here to tell you that i'm with my partner head over heels on the plank he has taken 
but we thought we thought you and betty sheridan why my cousin genevieve remington told me that yes yes miss emmeline but not even the wiles of a pretty woman can hold out indefinitely against truth a broad-minded man has got to keep the door of his mind open to conviction or it decays of mildew i confess that finally i am convinced that if there is one platform more than another upon which george remington deserts his election it is on the brave and chivalrous principles he has so courageously come out with in the current sentinel whatever may have been between betty sheridan and mr evans you don't mean to tell me that you and betty sheridan have quarrelled such a desirable match from every point of view family and all it goes to show what a rattle-pated bunch of women they are and really clever girl with an eye to her future anti or pro could shift her politics when it came to a question of matra mrs smith there comes a time in every modern man's life when he's got to keep his politics and his pretty girls separate or suffrage will get him if he don't watch out yes and mr evans if what i hear is true a good-looking woman can talk you out of your safety deposit key that's where you're wrong mrs smith and i'll prove it to you despite any wavering i may have exhibited i now stand as george puts in his article ready to conserve the threatened flower of womanhood by also endeavoring to conserve her unpolled vote if you women want prohibition it is in your power to sway man's vote to prohibition if you women want the moon let man cast your proxy vote for it in my mind that is a true chivalry to quote again woman is man's rarest heritage his beautiful responsibility and at all times his cooperation support and protection are due her his support and protection miss emmeline closed her eyes the red had spread in her cheeks and she laid her head back against the chair rocking softly and stroking the thick nap cat the flower of womanhood she repeated his support and his protection if ever a man deserved high office because of high principles it's my cousin george remington my cousin genevieve livingston remington is the luckiest girl in the world and not one of us brands but what is willing to admit it my two nephews too if their aunt emmeline has anything to say and i think she has why there isn't a stone in the world i wouldn't turn to see that boy in office mrs smith interrupted at that mr evans rose you mean that mrs smith miss emmeline rose with him the cat pouring from her lap of course she means it penfield what self-respecting woman wouldn't mr evans sat down again suddenly miss emmeline with him and leaning violently forward thrust his eager sun-tanned face between the two women well then ladies here's your chance to prove it that's what brings me to-day as two of the self-respecting idealistic and womanly women of this community i have come to urge you both to oh mr evans penfield you are the flatterer to induce two such representative women as yourselves to help my partner to the election he so well deserves us it is in your power ladies to demonstrate to whitewater that george remington's chivalry is not only on paper but in his soul but how by throwing yourselves upon his generosity and hospitality at least during the campaign you have it in your power ladies to strengthen the only uncertain plank upon which george remington stands to-day a clock ticked roundly into a silence tinged with eloquence 
the Maltese leaped back into Miss Emmeline's lap, purring there. You mean, Penfield, for us to go visit George, er, er, just that, bag and baggage. As two relatives and two unattached women, it is your privilege. Nay, you're right. But he hasn't come out in words with it but he has intimated that such an act from the representative antis of this town would more than anything strengthen his theories into fact. As unattached women, particularly as women of his own family, his support and protection, as he puts it, are do you, do you. Mrs. Smith clasped her plentifully ringed fingers and regarded him with her prominent eyes widening. Why, I unprotected widow that i am mr evans and not the one to force myself even upon my cousin if nor i penfield it would be a pleasant enough change heaven knows from the boarding-house but you can ask your mother penfield if there ever was a prouder girl in all whitewater than emmy brand i but i tell you ladies the obligation is all on george's part it's just as if you were polling votes for him what is probably the oldest adage in the language states that actions speak louder than words give him his chance to spread broadcast to your sex his protection his support that ladies is all i we ask but i genevieve the housekeeping penfield genevieve isn't much on management when it comes to housekeeping why i have it from your fair cousin herself miss emmeline that her idea of their new little home is the open house yes but as emmeline says mr evans it's an imposition to why do you think mrs smith martin jaffrey spends all his evenings up at remington since they're back from their honeymoon why he was telling me only last night it's for the joy of seeing that new little niece of his lording it over her well-oiled little household where a few extra dropping in it make not one whit of difference at this remark embedded like a diamond in a rock a shade of faintest color swam across mrs smith's face and she swung him her profile and twirled at her rings and where genevieve remington's husband's interests are involved ladies need i go further in emphasizing your welcome into that little home heaven knows it would be a change from the boarding-house alice the lunches here are beginning to go right against me that sago pudding to-day and gallop knowing how i hate starchy desserts for the sake of the cause miss emmeline too gallop would have to hold our rooms at half rate of course mrs smith i'll arrange that i-i can't go over until evening with three trunks to pack just fine mrs smith you'll be there just in time to greet george at dinner miss emmeline fell to stroking the cat again curled like a sardelle in her lap kitty 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 does mother's itty hannah want to go on to visit cousin george and find new itty house to find cousin george what give itty hannah big saucer milk every day big fine george what like ladies and lady kitty emmeline it's out of the question to take hannah you know how george remington hates cats you remember at the sunday school bazaar when a grimness descended like a mask over miss brand's features her mouth thin very well then without anna you can count me out penfield if no no why nonsense miss emmeline george doesn't this cat has the feelings and sensibilities of a human being why of course cried penfield evans reaching for his hat just you bring hannah right along miss emmeline 
that's only a pet pose of george's when he wants to tease his relatives mrs smith i remember from college why i've seen george kiss a cat miss emmeline huddled the object of controversy up in her chin talking down into the warm gray fur was yum trying to boost mother's itchy bitty kitty mother's itchy bitty kitty they were in the front hall now mr evans tugging at the door i'll run around now and arrange to have your trunks called for at five my congratulations and thanks ladies for helping the right man toward the right cause you're sure penfield will be welcome welcome as the sun that shines if i thought penfield that hannah wouldn't be welcome i wouldn't budge a step of course she's welcome miss emmeline isn't she of the gentler sex there'll be a cab around for you and mrs smith and hannah about five so long mrs smith and many thanks miss emmeline hannah on the outer steps they stood for a moment in a dapple of sunshine and shadow from chestnut trees good-bye mr evans until evening good-bye mrs smith he paused on the walk lifting his hat and flashing his smile a third time good-bye miss emmeline from the steps miss brand executed a rotary motion with the left paw of the dangling maltese Dutch nice gentleman bye-bye tub now hannah get washed in new ribbon to go bye-bye her go to be cousin and pity cousin genevieve bye-bye bye-bye the door swung shut enclosing them down the quiet tree-shaped sidewalk mr penfield evans strode into the somnolent afternoon turning down Huron street at the remote end of the block and before her large frame mansion of a thousand angles and wooden lacework mrs harvey harrington's low car sidled to her curbstone racy-looking as a hound that lady herself large and modish was in the act of stepping up and in well pen evans tis writ in the book our paths should cross who more pleased than i which way are you bound jenkins transfer and cab service jump in no sooner said than done mrs harrington threw her clutch and let out a cough of steam they jerked and leaped forward from the rear of the car an orange and black pennant votes for women stiffened out like a semaphore against the breeze end of chapter three Recording by Ginger Cucolo, Washington, D.C.